back to episode six of Comforting the Chaos. I am one of your hosts, Jackie Palm. And I am Paola Furman. And today... <laughs> where do we start? Where do we start? Uh, so last episode we talked about our New Year themes that we were going to focus on. And now we are, what, two weeks <laughs> into the new year and kind of evaluating what that looks like (laughs) for (laughs) ourselves already and then I know at least for me like the the fact that I picked balance has been interesting for how it's been popping up lately and I'm like oh good glad glad I picked (laughs) this one we already look exhausted mentally (laughs) just want to say that Thank you. Yes. <laughs> I said we. <laughs> Next to us. Yeah. So <clears throat> I I feel very much like the word picked me <laughs> for this year <laughs> as much as I picked it. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out and how I feel about it in a couple of weeks <laughs> from now. This whole year is going to be interesting. It feels that way, for sure. Yeah. I, myself, am feeling very exhausted mentally. Um, That's the secondary theme for this year. Yeah. (laughs) Mental exhaustion. Yeah, it's a lot of thinking and trying to, like, wait a minute, redo kind of thing. Yeah. But yeah. I think that's kind of life though, to be honest. It Especially is. because I think we both know really well that like no matter how much you plan something out or like try to anticipate all of the outcomes, like something different's gonna happen every oh, single yeah. time. You got all the curveballs and all that stuff you have to deal with, the changes. For sure. Unexpected. But yeah. Today we are going to talk about Self-sabotage. Yes. And like imposter syndrome. Where I feel like that's kind of like a, a buzzword kind of thing. At least it's a buzzword on my TikTok, even though the other people's TikTok is like dances and funny things. My TikTok's like mental health and <laughs> trauma. This is a trauma response. This yeah. is a trauma response and whatever. But I, I feel like imposter syndrome has um, a lot more people have heard about it than, than they used to. And it ties directly into self-sabotage kind of. I guess that's part of why or how you can self-sabotage. By having imposter syndrome? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, think about it, especially when it goes, like, with the whole, like, New Year's resolution kind of stuff that people do. You know, they pretend for at least, I mean, I'm not saying everyone, but, you know, a lot of us pretend, like, oh, for this year, we're going to do this, and we're going to be this, and, you know, for a whole, like, couple months. Yeah, I think it, like, turns into pretend, because, like, when you have, like, so many expectations that you set for yourself that are, like unattainable then yeah it turns into that and then I think the then like the things that you can actually do and like have some 
ounce of control over. Like those are the things where you can suddenly choose to self-sabotage or feel like, why do I deserve to do this? Which would be like the imposter syndrome thing kind of popping in there. And then by the time all that stuff invades what you were originally trying to do, it's Mm -hmm. almost easier to like shame yourself out of it and be like, well, I didn't deserve that anyway. So like, it's not going to happen. So I can tell you how that goes like hand in hand with what I'm going through right now. So for instance, right now, because I'm trying to change like old ways, unhealthy ways. Yeah. I overthink um huh. everything i do <laughs> yeah um so like everything is like you know an extra thought like oh am i supposed to be doing this this way or should i be reacting that way no should i change the way i react to that and then like all because of that sometimes i'm like i'm i'm tough and like that's kind of like where imposter syndrome comes in because like not all the time i'm not tough uh i can be tough sometimes but like just you know it's just it's like an acting thing sometimes and um, I'm struggling (laughs) well like I find it interesting that you say that because like thinking of tough as like the in terms of imposter syndrome Mm -hmm. I think that makes so much sense because like how many people put up this like very tough exterior of like Everything makes me stronger and I don't care. I just roll with the punches and Mm -hmm. whatever, you know, whatever anybody throws at me is like what I'm going to handle. But like, I don't know. And maybe there are people out there that like let everything slide off their back and like they don't worry about it or whatever. But I feel like tough is probably one of the most pervasive forms of Mm -hmm. imposter syndrome that are out and probably like there's like self-sabotage involved in that too because like you really can only take so much Mm -hmm. at a certain point and I'm not saying like but like there comes a certain point where like everything will build up on top of each other and I think I talked about it in episode one Mm -hmm. (laughs) about how like when you when you look at you know your brain is like the filing file, cabinet yeah. and and there's the back room in the warehouse mm-hmm. that has all of the stuff that you don't want to deal with in it like eventually little slips are going to start you know pouring out like i feel like that's the same thing with like trying to be tough all the time and like trying to act like no, I've got it and I've got it all together. And now that I know what I'm supposed to do, I'm doing everything the correct way all of the time. And I never mess up. And if I do mess up, I'll just shame myself into doing better next time. And then like, how well does that work? Well, it's like, it's that's exactly where like, <laughs> and it's weird because instead of like, being the tough person that I kind of want to portray sometimes, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm total opposite right now so and then how does that make you feel about yourself very do you think it makes you feel vulnerable yes very much so because i i sit here with my thoughts and then like instead like you know there's like a sense of like shame because i feel like i can't reach that 
strength that I'm trying to like and you know the one thing about me is like I'm so impatient too like I want things mm-hmm. to happen tomorrow and like this healing journey is taking so much longer than I ever thought in reality it's not but like to me you know um but it like it feels like it takes forever it, it does and it just sucks because right now like I don't know what it really like it's all about but like I'm going through this roller coaster of feelings and um you know I have to like sit with my feelings so much and feel so much mm-hmm. and like it's just it's terrible and uncomfortable yeah it almost feels like when you see what detox is like yeah yeah like it's detoxing from like old habits and and this is terrible like to feel the feelings like so much but like at the same time i'm like I'm feeling this so I can become that stronger person. And doesn't mean that I'm always going to be like, I got this, you know, like. Well, do you think that maybe it is more about changing your definition of what strong is? Oh, for sure. Which that's what I mean. Like, I'm not always going to be like, I got this. I'm not going to cry. Like, no, I will cry. Like, you know. The day you tell me you're not going to cry about something. No, I cry about everything. (laughs) These videos just make me cry. But, um, (laughs) I don't know. It's just becoming, like, such a big thing right now. And I'm I'm overwhelmed. And I think that's why I don't feel strong sometimes. And then I do the self-sabotaging, which is, like, I can't get that because it's not going to happen to me because I never get that. I never get the good things. You know, I'm doing that. Yeah. You know, and I stop myself from achieving a lot more or wanting more because like we said before in the previous episode, it almost feels like a sense of guilt to even feel like I deserve better sometimes. Absolutely. I can relate to that 110%. Yeah, that's where I'm struggling. I don't know what to do with good sometimes. It's even saying the word good is weird to me. And, like, I, I wish that so much for, like, others. And and I do wish it for myself. But, like, you know, like, I... I, I it's so weird how this works. Well, no, I, I mean, it was, like, what I was saying last time with, like, the gift card and stuff. Like, I... I wanted to just give it to somebody else or at least share like a huge portion of a gift card that I won. And instead of even enjoying it for myself for a minute, I was like, I should give this to someone else. And the, and the core of that was that I feel like I kind of owe it more to other people than like to myself. I can give you the best example about that, like, yeah. or in regards to that. Today, I went to the supermarket. Uh-huh. There were no carts inside. Normally, there's carts in the supermarket inside. Right. So I walk out to get a cart. There's a gentleman that comes in. He looks as I'm going in and says, oh, there's no more carts. Did you get I your cart? I stop. No. But I stopped myself and I'm like, I should probably give him my car and then walk and get another one. And then I'm like, no, Paula, you don't have to do that. 
keep walking. The whole entire time I was walking, I'm like, something's going to go bad because I didn't do that. Something's going to ah, happen yeah, to me. Yeah. Like something is just going to like, I'm going to pay for that. Yeah. Yeah. That's. <laughs> it's relatable. I like this, like feeling deserving of like good things to happen. I don't know how to feel. No, I think about it all the time. I'm, I'm, <laughs> what makes someone deserving? And then I'm like, maybe it's because I don't allow it to come yeah, to like, me. Like, I don't even. even... About deser- deserving it? Like, what? It, like, I feel like that in and of itself is kind of a problem. Yeah, because, like, who knows who deserves what? Like, would. I don't. To deserve something. What does that mean? Because, like, good things and bad things happen to everybody. So, like, like, what on earth do we feel like we need to do in order to, quote, unquote, deserve something good to happen? Like, that's... And you know what else is weird? That on top of it, I'm the person that thinks about doing things for other people without expecting something in return. Right. But I just want to live at like what like where is this going mentally like right like are you, you supposed know what I mean? to just continuously give like give I do this to myself giving. right yeah like nobody else is doing this to me but me correct and those are the things like I know and I can see it from the outside <laughs> in but I can't I don't know how to do the work from the inside out like it just like you know and I'm and I would never be the person who doesn't do the nice things that that will always be me but like without the thoughts in the background is what i'm saying no i get uh, yeah this is how self-sabotaging works people <laughs> like i yeah i mean i think like there is a certain element to not valuing ourselves I think as much as we value other people and I think that's a problem for sure (laughs) even when like something happens to me in life and it has nothing to do with me it has to do with other people I always go with but I must have done something wrong you know what I'm saying like instead of just being like forget you and what you did that's on you Or that, like, sometimes there's not meaning behind anything. Exactly. It just happens. All this is how I (laughs) self-sabotage. All this is all the work. Like, right now, I am all into, like, understanding myself more. And I, I don't even understand myself. But, like, it's just, like... So much work. Well, because I think I think the the perception that we've had of who we are supposed to be with who we actually are, like those things aren't necessarily lining up anymore. I at least I can speak for myself and Mm -hmm. say that the person who I thought I was supposed to be is not the person that I am and not in a bad way (laughs) it's just different and I think I had a lot of um expectations on myself to achieve certain things in a certain timeline have certain things in a certain timeline be a certain way in a certain timeline and the more that I go 
down this beautiful rabbit hole of healing, mm-hmm. I the more I realize that like all that stuff is like super arbitrary. See, for me, it's more like that's not even things I wanted. I was going more with what other people wanted for me. Oh yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, like yeah, to me, I don't even know what I wanted. Like I got to know right. who I want, who I was supposed to be for me. Well, I think that's what I'm saying. Like, mm-hmm. like that, all of the thing, all of the expectations of what I was supposed to, supposed to be, supposed to do, none of those were really you, me. Mm-hmm. It was stuff I felt like I had to do. Now there are decisions that I'm making that I'm like, no, I actually want to do this. But like it, when I've like reassessed, I think it just like that part has changed for me to be like, well, wait a second. Cause I, I think I am at a point where I know myself a bit better than I used to. Um, because I'm actually like validating that the mm-hmm. things that I want to be and how I am and how I think and the things that I'm passionate about and the things that I want from life Who are you important. Yourself with. Right. And yeah. yeah, especially that. And so like, I think, that for me has been eye opening. Mm. I don't know what I'm doing still. Yeah. <laughs> mm. I have no I but I know I'm going somewhere and doing something. something. <laughs> I uh, I always say I don't know what I'm doing either. I'm trying to see where this flow goes. I just know what I don't want. But I think that's a really good start. Yeah, I mean, I feel like that's the main thing because it's those cycles that I'm trying to get out of. Right. But again, it's when the self-sabotaging comes in and then like it's hard to get out of the cycles because you're so used to it. So you tell yourself, you know, the old ways or things that will lead you back to the old ways. And it's hard to get out of those habits. Well, I think... I feel like I've been trying to figure out where and what my place in the world is. You've been on the majority of (laughs) of that journey with me as I like navigate doing 50 different things and then trying to figure out what to do with any of those things. Mm -hmm. And the fact that we have like, a running joke that I try something new and then I'm good at that too. So rude. <laughs> yes. And then, and then I don't know what to do again. And I feel like I've been like trying to figure that out. And and so so the lifelong the lifelong dream up until what year is it? It's 2023. So 3 years ago was to be a therapist so I was a therapist for a little over two years and I was really good at it I had like the highest return rate for my patients everybody enjoyed seeing me felt like I was making a difference and I was exhausted (laughs) mentally emotionally everything because I think I like invest like too much love into people like I probably didn't have like great boundaries in in that regard for myself like I would get too invested in how people are doing but like I don't know how else you're supposed to (laughs) (laughs) supposed to do it like I cared a lot and and I had 
my clinical supervisor was like, you know that like just because you're really good at this doesn't mean that you have to do it, right? And I was like, no, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't know that. I thought that if I was good at something, I was just then supposed to like run, run with, with it. it. <laughs> <laughs> and and so like that has stuck in the back of my brain for this entire time. And then during the, I guess during the pandemic, well, so I switched jobs from being a therapist to running a bakery, which sounds absolutely. <laughs> but these are the things she tries. The, and then these she's are the things good that at. I try and then I'm good at them. And then, so and I was really good at baking and like baking really complicated things. And then I wanted to learn how to run a bakery. And then someone decided, sure, with no experience, come run my bakery for me. And then the ba- the pandemic happened. And then everything shut down. And then I didn't get to go back there. And then I was home with my kids. And then I was baking for myself. And then, as crazy as this sounds, I, like, start baking for myself, selling, like, out of my house or whatever. It was too successful, and I freaked out and stopped doing it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I had too many orders, and I had zero complaints. Like, I'm saying this, and I'm, like, hearing myself say it, and I'm like, this sounds stupid, like- <laughs> except that Paula can vouch for me and say that this is true. This is what happened. I like my I had a Facebook group that like exploded and had like almost 700 people in it within what it was like six or seven weeks. Mm-hmm. And then I and then my oven caught on fire <laughs> at Christmas time. And then and then I used that as a excuse cool. to stop doing it. And then I and I haven't done it. I've like done like a couple things for people. Um, but not I, the business. Like. But not the business, and and I stopped, and I and, and like I think a lot of people were confused <laughs> as to like why, like what happened because like I had this like explosion of growth, and and it was going super well, and I was like, no, 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 no. You know what it I reminds me it. of. <laughs> Go ahead. It reminds me of Forrest Gump where he's running <laughs> and I just kept on running. But like, and then he just stops. Mm-hmm. That's kind of like what I feel. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's exactly what you described to me in my head. Yes. Now I want to watch Forrest Gump. But <laughs> yes. So, th- yeah. So like I then tried to explain to people that it was going too well and that's why I stopped and everybody's like what the fuck are you talking about because like what do you mean it was going so well you decided that you were scared and I was like because like things don't go well for me they do go well for me but they don't go this well for me and I have this like crazy chance at like being really successful so I'm gonna stop (laughs) it sounds stupid I get it (laughs) <laughs> i'm just not even looking at her but uh okay so like look that's the main difference between the two of us like the one thing i tell you is that you at least try because me on the other hand i'm like no i can't do it i'm not good enough i wouldn't even try to bake if i even if i baked at home and, I, and people were like oh it's good i'm not even gonna try to bake for other people because then i'm like no other people are not gonna like it 
Versus you at least try. Yeah. Even though you stop. I stop. <laughs> I hear. While you're I, running. Thank you for saying that. I appreciate you acknowledging that. We're and, working on that. <laughs> and, you know. And I still, I still, I stopped and then, and like, I don't even know that, fa- that group's still on Facebook, but like I lost access to it. I don't even know how many people are in there. They're probably like, what the hell happened? Like this woman was doing all this stuff and now she's gone. I don't know. <laughs> it's okay. So then, and then, and now I don't know what I'm doing. I, I want to. A little bit of everything again. A little bit of everything again. And I don't. I am trying not to self-sabotage. I'm trying not to make myself small. That's me all the way. I'm still working on it. I, there's That is the hardest part of everything. Making Especially yourself small? Or keeping everything. yourself small? Yeah, yeah, keeping myself small. Yeah. I think that my whole life I felt, you know, I struggle growing up. With certain things. Or without certain things. So I've always made myself small. So it's not a big deal. Don't worry about me. I'm fine. I got it. You know. That type of person. And then like. Some days I'm like. Check up. Find out. Because that's not really it. But it's just me inside. You know what I'm saying? Like. I'm I'm just tired right now. I'm I'm very emotionally tired, mentally tired. It's so tiring. Yeah, yes. Yep. And and I'm trying it's like like I said, it's like detox and not to give, you know, the people that go through that like it's just credit. a different form of it. Yeah, but like it's like I'm I'm struggling to stay above water sometimes. Um when it comes to like the changes and you know, dealing with other people, dealing with me and the changes and it's it's so much to go through right now. I think that's the harder part. Is like Dealing with other people while you're trying to figure yourself out. Well, it's like your whole life is turning upside down. Right. And the people that are used to this Paola are not getting that Paola right now. So they're like, it's not my fault. Like, whatever you're going through, you know? I feel like sometimes yeah. some people feel that some way. People, yeah, Others sure. don't. Others is just me in my head. But, you know, I just, it sucks because, like, I'm in such a fragile, like, state. Yeah. I don't know if I'm going to call it fragile, but, like, sensitive or something, you know? Yeah. But, I feel like it is a fragile place because I feel like it's a place where it's easy to break down yep. and go back into not the things that were necessarily easier. Because, like, I don't think that, like, being people pleasy and, like, always putting like always putting yourself last I don't think that's actually easy. I think that's also hard and exhausting in its own way. Mm -hmm. But there is comfort in the chaos you know. So then you stay Mm -hmm. in that versus like finding comfort outside of that. And I, I think there's something to be said for that. Like it's, 
that's it's like a fight it is and and i think it is a fragile place i think fragile is a perfect word to describe it so like if you see me sometimes and i'm that person that like is making jokes and she's happy but like sometimes she's struggling inside so that's where my imposter syndrome comes in because you know i'm like you know people are like hey do you need me to do that and i'll be like no i'm okay but in reality, I should say, you know what? Just take that from me right now. It's fine. Yeah. But like, you know, I, I it's the imposter syndrome comes in. I don't know. That's part of my behaviors that need to change. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of changes, which changes scare me a lot. And that's another thing I'm trying to face. Yeah. I don't. I think growth in general... I'm recording this right after therapy again. We just get real good <laughs> content after that. But, like, I growth is just uncomfortable the whole time. I think there are really positive things about growth. And I think that in order to grow fully, there is so much discomfort and, like, yucky feelings mm-hmm. because it's completely different sometimes than what you have been doing maybe your entire life for sure i think there is a certain role that i have filled Mm -hmm. from the time that i was young Mm -hmm. and still fill it now in a different way kind of like with different people but i think i've been playing the same the same role the whole the whole 34 and a half years of like being and being the ultimate adult in Mm. my life and like micromanaging everyone else around me Hmm. I feel like that's what society makes us feel like we have to be in some ways, probably. Also, the way we were brought up. Yeah. I think a lot of, like, we don't want to be like that. We don't want to act like that. We don't want to miss on, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. especially with our children. Like, we're trying to cure so much. Generational trauma. trauma. Yeah. Yes. And, like, it's a lot. Yeah. For us, too. It's a lot. It's a very heavy burden to carry you know like things that we had nothing to do with and and it's just it's so heavy like and we feel like we have to become like the strongest more this is not going to happen to my kids kind of people yeah you know we gonna keep it together and and then you end up tight like manipulating everything around you to try and make it not in not with like ill intentions but like trying to make everything the way that you want it to be when you say manipulating you mean like trying to get people to be in your peaceful bubble in a way yeah but like because i think we look at manipulative as, like, being really negative, yeah. right? But, like, there, mm-hmm. you know, 
if a little kid is playing with blocks, they're manipulating the toys to mm-hmm. turn into something that they want it to. Mm-hmm. So I think I mean. that like using that word in that sense, like we're trying to manage people's emotions and manage their interactions with like, each other and like manage how we interact with other people and whatever. And like manipulating it mm-hmm. in that way to like turn it into what we the story want that, it to be. It's like narrating the story almost yeah. kind of thing. Instead of mm-hmm. realizing that everybody's going to do their own shit. Yeah, and that's <laughs> and that's the thing. Like, you know, I, we are so like, we're in so many different stages in emotional maturity and development than other people. Like, you know what I'm saying? Some of us are more in touch with our emotional side. Some... <laughs> Yeah, yes. that would be me. <laughs> um, some are not so much, you know. Some are more in touch with other parts that I am lacking on. Right. You know, and those are the things that are, like, hard to, like, put the pieces to the puzzles together sometimes. Yeah, um, no, I agree with that. And, and connecting with other people. And I think that's also, like, why I find it hard sometimes because I don't know how to connect completely with other people. Um, we're, yeah. like... You can be so truly honest with your feelings and things like that. So I guess I would say that that's another part of like the imposter syndrome, like not being able to sometimes be completely yourself with others because you don't know how they're going to handle it kind of thing. Because I think that's hard to like... Uh, my husband, I think jokingly, sometimes he's joking. Sometimes I, don't, I think sometimes I think he's being serious. But he sometimes he tells me that I'm too honest, and I'm like, yeah, but <laughs> I would rather be really honest than like hold back some because like whatever I'm doing, like whatever I say, like if I tell you something I'm not telling you to like make you feel bad about it or like make you like increase your shame about yourself or whatever like I'm saying like hey I noticed this and I know that that's something you're working on so like I'm gonna hold you accountable in a loving way (laughs) And like it's like I see where you're coming from, but then like sometimes then you I like know. them to think about like what the other where that other person is like right, it's where there. that's hard, yeah. you know? Because I know <laughs> no, but like I get it, and it's it's like weird because I guess you just have to figure out who you can do that with too. Like yeah, well that's where you like when we come back to like going through who you surround yourself. With, surround yourself with right or the people you surround yourself with why not surround yourself around with like people that would understand your honesty right because the thing is is that like i also want people to call me out on my shit which i'm pretty good at you know sometimes. you do yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're i don't each like other. it all the time no. <laughs> but i but i also know that like you love me still, even if you tell me something I don't want to hear. Yeah, we do this all the time. As opposed to, like, <laughs> I don't know, other people in my life 
mainly I'm thinking about, like, my parents would not have given me, like, mm-hmm. this, like, constructive feedback of, like, we love you so much, and here's how this is affecting, like, that sounds silly to me, because it sounds Even so coming from them. Because like, eh. it would have been more, like, you're awful, and... Well, I think that we- that's the difference, <laughs> is that attacking... <laughs> To make you feel defensive right. than to just say, like, you know, this is just, I see where you're trying to go. Right. But this is just not good. It doesn't seem like it's going there. Right. Maybe we need to think of other things that will work right. to go there. Or like I think saying, that that's like, the difference. I think that's your anxiety talking. Yes. And that's not real. Remember when you did this and it worked? Well, right. Well, this is how you're thinking again. <laughs> yes. So, like, I feel like there's a difference in that. But, yeah, I mean, sometimes I'm kind of blunt. So, but, like, I, <laughs> but no, then, just said that. <laughs> but then I am, like, this, like, reassessing, like, who I surround myself with. Mm-hmm. Then I need to make sure that I'm around people mm-hmm. that can deal with that. I think that changes more as we get older as well. True. I'm 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 realizing that, too, like. People that I was like when I was younger, I was like, I want to hang out with this person and that person. And like, mind you, I'm not a person like a hangout person, never really been. But like, I thought about like, I want to be friends with other, I need friends. Right. And now I'm like, mm, two or three is fine. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm content. I'm fine. You know, I'm here. Like, and I do have like friends that like I'll hang out with here and there. But I just don't need to have. Yeah, like, like a group of friends. Yeah, yeah, I don't. And I'm not saying that to say that, like, people just would never understand me or anything like that. I just... I just... I think that when you're putting the amount of effort that you should be putting into relationships, mm-hmm. like, deep, authentic relationships with people, I don't know how you can do that with, like, 25 people. mm what well, lucky are the ones that can. I cannot. <laughs> There's no way. I don't have the emotional capacity for that. Or maybe I can. I just don't, well, you know, I'm fine. maybe I'll meet 20 like, like-minded <laughs> people. I don't know. But, like, I, but I just don't, I don't know. I don't see that right now. But, I mean, yeah. So, I like, I was saying about, um, Oh, but, yeah, I mean, and that's why, like, I think, like, you're right. Like, it is about, like, who you surround yourself with. And then, like, not being so worried about, like, if you don't fit in, I guess. Like, that's kind of what I was saying, too. you're not on the the, same page kind of thing with other people. I don't hold it against people that are not at the same place where I'm at. Yes. In my life. Yes. And I still hold space for that. Then that's not the right person mm-hmm. to like have like a like you know your limits. Like I know, yeah. Like I'm not gonna like be like, hello, new friend. How often do you see your therapist? How <laughs> self aware are you? Like how in touch with your emotions do you feel? Are you okay with constructive? feedback like i'm not gonna like (laughs) (laughs) that's a lot of thinking to become friends with someone like someone's gonna be like ah okay see you later (laughs) 
sometimes I think if if I'm friends with someone, I would like for them to like be understanding of me to a certain point, but I just don't have to be on the same page with everything. Hmm. Um, I think there's different kinds of friendship as well. Um, so that's why there's room for more people, but I just think that there's boundaries with certain ones that I have that well, I don't have with others, kind of, you know? Yeah, like, you don't want to surround yourself with yes-men. Yeah. Like, that's an easy, people-pleasy job to fill. But mm-hmm. I, like, how do you grow when you're around people that are 100% like-minded to exactly... Like, it's one thing mm-hmm. to, like, share your values with someone, because mm-hmm. I think that that definitely builds, like, deeper connection. But, like... I think it's another level to, like, expect someone to be on the same page with you with everything. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? I don't know. It's hard. (laughs) Life is hard. Well, and then, so, like, the, the imposter syndrome for me, I would, like, that even shows up for me, like, with the podcast itself. I'm like, who am I to, like... Mm -hmm give advice or share like what works for me with other people Mm -hmm. and then like you've said in the past to me which like I try to believe you I really do (laughs) like you are like Jackie like you're much like you don't give yourself enough credit for like Mm -hmm. what you know and like how well you convey it and I'm like cool story (laughs) thanks for sharing (laughs) Well, no, it's because, like I told you, like, you know, you try all these things and then you, you're you good at it. Mm. I myself want to try it and I do things on my own. And then I don't even have the courage to try, like, publicly. We did this. Which is, like, a big deal. <laughs> like, the fact that I'm just sharing my feelings out there, you know, with people. It's a big deal, but, like normally and it's mostly because i don't see people face to face to face in reality if like we were that in a live panel but like even when people every time i go out i tell you sometimes when people are like oh you have a podcast i like i'm like a hermit crab i literally <laughs> get into my shell and i'm like no i don't even like want to say anything you know and i love that i have this and you know but, like, the fact that I just saw that person and they're going to listen and then I will see you in the face again, face to face again, and I'm going to have to maybe talk about it. I'm so, like, <laughs> terrified. I get really scared when people give, are like, hey, I listened to your episode. And I'm like, mm. <laughs> See, I, I, don't, I wouldn't even know what to do. And nobody has said that to me, thank God. But, like, I wouldn't even know what Everyone, to do. give Paolo your personal no. feedback. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, even with that, like, if I try something and I say, hey, Jackie, do you like that? And then, like, you're like, oh, well, that needs a little bit of work. I, I quit. <laughs> I literally, I will quit. And those are the things. Where I go self-sabotage. And I literally will ask people. And people like, let's say I ask five people. I'll ask five people. Hey, do you think this is good enough for me to like sell or like, you know, start something with? And then like 
four people will be like, oh, my God, I love it. It's so nice. I'm like, oh, yeah. And I'm uh, and then I get to that fifth person. They'll be like, oh, that might just need, like, a little improvement. I'm like, no, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. I'm going to drop it. This is literally me with everything. Do you think that part of that, like, I'm I'm thinking about that as you're saying it, and part of that is, like, cool, I'll take these compliments. That's great. But I need affirmation that mm-hmm. I'm not as talented as I think I am because that's how I feel about myself on the inside. So then as soon as somebody says it. It validates that one like, negativity. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. for sure. Yeah. That's how bad I self-sabotage. That's how bad I think about myself sometimes. I mean, that's that's imposter syndrome right there. Yeah. Being like, oh, I, I just need one person out of like you know 20 to like because i feel like even like upping the odds Mm -hmm. on that i think you could have 19 people tell you Uh, that you're doing a great job and one person would tell you that you wouldn't yep and then (laughs) i will quit literally like i will quit like i will put even with the driving situation like me driving far yeah i put thoughts in my head like something's gonna happen to me if i drive far like i'm I'm gonna get into an accident something's gonna happen like it's just so bad yeah like i put all these negative thoughts into so many things i do like with everything like everything i do every day like when i talk to my therapist who i love so much when I talk to him and I tell him like my brain is just so tired because literally it will not stop thinking this is my brain every day all day Paula you can't do that you can't do that I convince myself not to try things I convince myself not to get certain things I convince myself not to go certain places just because I don't know if it's that I don't feel like I don't deserve it. I don't know if I feel like I just, it's not me. It's never been me. I I don't know. And like that, that's where I'm struggling right now because I'm trying to find out where that's coming from. Yeah. That's some deep-seated stuff. I'll tell you that yeah. part. <laughs> and I, I, can, I don't know where that seed started, you know, growing. I just don't know. And, and I'm struggling because I don't know. It's like when people like... You know, look deeper into your stuff. See where that trauma is coming from. I can't even tell you. I also, don't know where to start. I mean, I think, I think there's a lot for yourself that you have invalidated in order to get past it for yourself for years. And I think the more you start to dig into that as uncomfy and sad as that's going to feel, I feel like a lot more stuff will make a lot more sense because that's, I mean, that was a conversation that I had with my therapist today that like, I didn't really start. I mean, I've been going to therapy like off and on for like 12 years, 13 years, something like that. And until I, like, fully accepted my stuff for what it was mm-hmm. and, like, called it what it was, I that was when I really started to, like, move in the direction of, like, okay, like, now I know why, like, where this comes from and why I feel this way about this because I got to this, like, level of acceptance with things that were 
hard that I had minimized mm-hmm. for a good chunk of time or like spent more time like intellectualizing stuff than I did actually feeling things. See, and that's kind of like how I kind of was a little bit. But like, I don't know. I'm I'm just, I don't know if maybe I don't want to go there. Why would you my want trauma? to? Like, you know? <laughs> I mean, um, like, really, though, like, why would you want mm-hmm. to? Like, that's not mm-hmm. like a, nobody is like, <laughs> I would love to cry more and like <laughs> feel hurt. Like, nobody's like, ooh, yeah, that's a good, sounds like a good time. So, I mean, you know, that's just my observation on why, because, you know, since I'm just at a little bit of a different point, I know that that's kind of where I was of, like, feeling all over the place, trying to figure stuff out, but not until I, like, really, like, let myself go there did I actually, like, Oh, okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, got, I think the, the reason why I'm struggling is because I, I want to find out so bad because, like, sometimes I feel like because I always think, like, I deserve bad things and I have done nothing, you know? Yeah. But, like, because I just never had, like, the greatness that I always, you know, that, that I kind of wished for before. Not I wouldn't say greatness, but, like, the amazing things happening. I always feel like, no, not me, because I didn't have it before. It's just not meant for me. It's not on the cards for me. It's That's not for me. Now you get to, like, a certain level of acceptance. Yeah, and I think that it makes me become the doormat for a lot of people. Um, Including yourself. Exactly. And And that's the worst. Yeah. Because I've had some relationships where people just treated me terribly. And I sat there like, why is this happening to me? Like, I don't deserve this. You know? And then I'm like, maybe I do deserve this. Maybe maybe I behaved a certain way. You know, that I allowed myself to get here. Like, you know, maybe this is part of my doing. You know? And like, yeah. it's just... It's so much to figure out. And this is where, again, imposter syndrome and self-sabotaging comes. Because in reality, this is where I want to become stronger or I don't want to say tough. But, like, more assertive in certain things. Yeah. I don't know. I think... I think there is something to be said for the fact that, like, you talk about, like, being deserving of something because deserving, Mm -hmm. like, what is, like I was saying Mm -hmm. earlier, like, what does that really mean? Like, what, like, what makes someone deserving? And I, I, I would be curious about that on a personal level to be like what what makes somebody deserving of something because like I like even for me like having like these experiences of success Mm -hmm. and then being scared of them because I don't know what to do with it Mm -hmm. like I don't for me I don't know if it's about being deserving of it other than like 
the higher chance of failure, the more, like, because I'm so hard on myself about being, like, a perfectionist with everything, Mm -hmm. like, the more I do and the more I invest of myself, my time, my money, whatever, like, the higher risk there is of, like, something not going perfectly and I think that is what like holds Mm. me back (laughs) personally um I can partly on the I I can see that yeah and even even with like the podcast or whatever I can be like oh well like I don't have my doctorate in psychology so like what makes it okay for me to like share my story and like things that have worked for me but it, but then at the same time that's like the stigma that I'm trying to smash is that like everybody has a story everybody has something to share and learn from someone else and if you're looking for the person that has all of the answers and everything figured out you're not going to find them and if you do find them, I think they're lying. I really do. Like, I don't think that there's a soul in this world that has everything perfectly figured out. And then on top of that, maybe they have stuff figured out. But I don't think that that means that they handle everything perfectly all of the time. No, I don't think. Yeah, I think that's unrealistic, at least for me. Um yeah, but, it, I mean, we can say it sounds unrealistic, and then we mm. both hold ourselves to some weird standard that yep. is unattainable. <laughs> That's how life is crazy sometimes. <laughs> Which is self-sabotage, mm. too, because how are you ever going to achieve that perfection something that... if you, like, you're not going to be perfect. You're not going to handle things perfectly. You're not going to do things perfectly. Your past isn't perfect. Your present's not perfect. And your future's not perfect either. Mm. Never heard you say that. <laughs> no, because we're just... <laughs> because as the wheels turn, that's the stuff that comes out. And that is... That's very much where I'm at right now with a lot of things. I don't feel that way all of the time. Um, but I... I think I said it in the last podcast. I'm more focused on contentment than peace, uh, than not peace. <laughs> I'm more focused on contentment than happiness at this point in my life. I have happy moments, absolutely, but I want to be content the whole time. I want to mm. be content when I'm sad. I want to be content when I'm happy. I want to be content when none of those things are happening. Mm. I think I just need to slow my roll, slow my pace, and try to just figure it out. I, the one thing I'm having a very hard time with, and I will say, which yeah. is one thing you um not asked me to do, but suggested for me to do is yeah. journaling. I can't, uh. that's like part of my self-sabotaging there. Like, I feel like expressing myself through journaling would help. But I don't even, like, I don't even want to start because I don't even want to, like, see what I'm going to write. Yeah. If that makes sense. I think journaling is an extremely vulnerable thing to do. I think that's 
something that would make me face my own words, if Absolutely. that makes sense. Because and I'm scared. Yeah, of course you are. Because that is I, I, I truly believe that writing is one of like the most, like the most raw ways that you can like see your emotions because the thing is is that like you literally see everything on paper and you can read it back whereas like if you sit and think about something over and over again you don't write it down you're not talking about it like you're just kind of thinking about it to yourself like those thoughts and feelings will disappear (laughs) just as fast as they came in and maybe yeah like the same thing will pop up but you don't have any Like, it doesn't stay in your, like, all those things don't stay in your long-term memory for forever. But if you write it down on a piece of paper, you can read it again and again. And the more that you write, the more that you let out, the more authentic you can be because it's just you and and the paper. (laughs) And, you know, you can shut it. You can put it away. Nobody else ever has to read it. It's not like you're publishing it to you know someday share with the masses or whatever um so it's just for you and I think that sometimes it's incredibly hard to be vulnerable with ourselves for sure I think that's what I'm most afraid of yeah I'm afraid to do it and and you know see the reality of sometimes completely what I'm like dealing with Mm -hmm. (laughs) but um I don't know I think that like yeah, like, I'm proud of myself for just at least seeing where some of the, like, issues are or, like, some of the things that I need to work on. I just think I need more patience with myself. And I'm, like, you know, realizing that. And uh, stop trying to pretend that I am always okay or I don't need things or people. Or that, like... One like just because you say it out loud once means that everything is better. Mm. Yes, for sure. Yeah, I need to stop thinking that I'm like a burden if I express myself. I think that that's a lot of us do that. Or that you're on some kind of like arbitrary timeline for what? For like sure. what is the like what is the end point? That's the question I got because. <laughs> At this rate, I'm, I'm, you know, I start thinking about that. And, like, you know, like you said, we don't always feel this way. Um, some days I feel more like I got this, you know. And then some days I feel like I don't have this so much. But, like, I think that's just part of life, you know. Is the, It's a flux. It's a constant flux. Mm-hmm. And I don't think we give enough credit for the flux that it is. Like, it it ebbs and flows and there's not consistency I'm, to it all of the time. There's not like some like very predictable way that life goes. You know what I mean? And I think that this is why like this podcast is also like important to us. Um, We want other people to realize like how we feel. It's like, you know, a normal thing. Like other people feel that way, you know? Um, but at the same time, it's also, like, helps us with knowing where the growth is for us. Yeah. Because I think, and, and I think, I know for me, too, like, it really is about 
realizing, like, I think there's a lot to be said for hearing people on their journey, being authentic and vulnerable amidst Mm -hmm. the really difficult parts of being on a journey of healing. And, like, you can listen to all of the other people and all of the other books of, you know, people that have done all kinds of research and they've done all, you know, they're, they're very well educated and, and all that kind of stuff. And there's value in that. There really is because I've read those books. Mm -hmm. I've listened to those podcasts. I've done that. And, and that's where I like, you know, pick and pull my my content from that like works for me on top of doing my own work Mm -hmm. and on top of my own education and I but I think that there's something really good that has the potential to do a lot of good to hear um like your average person going through it versus somebody that you like idolize well they're going through the journey with us and i think that that's that's the main thing with this podcast um they see how we comfort our chaos like yeah you know they 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 see that we're trying Yeah, yeah we're trying just like they are and and i think that that's where like sometimes i gotta like sit back and just help myself like I want to help others and like I think it's important to stay curious oh, for sure yeah about that's been one of my favorite things that I had picked up from my therapist was like saying that like I'm going to stay curious about things instead of like being critical towards myself or shaming myself or um like I want to I want to understand the why and I want to be curious about how it shows up and and where it shows up and and all of those things versus like shutting myself down like when Mm. certain things happen and and I think that it is it's helpful to for me personally I find it very helpful for me to be vulnerable um, with my story and where I'm at and where I've been. I think, I mean, that's definitely something that I'm working on and one of my biggest struggles, but I think I'll get there eventually. You've already well, I started hope that I get there. <laughs> opening up more. Than I thought you were going to. <laughs> so we're we're on the right path. But yeah, I mean, I I hope that it is helpful to people to feel less alone, to hear that other people are also struggling with the things that nobody talks about. Because to be perfectly honest, I don't hear a lot of people having the conversations that we're having. And and maybe that maybe I'm not having the right conversations with the right people, but like, I I think a lot of people tend to avoid uncomfortable conversations or conversations that make them appear vulnerable 
because vulnerability has been like mm-hmm. preached as like a weakness. Yes. And so I saw a quote the other day on Facebook that said, I am slowly learning from flowers how beautiful it is to open up. And I love that quote. I think it's a beautiful thing because, like, you know, the seeds planted, it grows. You don't see the flower for a while, Mm. right? The flower opens up and it's in its most fragile, vulnerable state when it's open. And it's also the most beautiful when it is fully open. Mm. And I am very much trying to be a flower (laughs) that is fully in bloom and not hide parts of myself that I used to be ashamed of because I feel like people spend far too much time hiding parts of themselves that they think that other people will judge or not like versus being their real self and putting it all out there to then see that people can love all of you not just the the nice parts the clean parts the perfect parts that you try to project mm-hmm. out there that you can be messy too and still be worthy of love that's my that's my poetic <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's true. I think that's a big deal. I mean, I think I stood quiet because I was listening to you, but it's true. And that was a good quote. We should be flowers. I So, I mean, I think there, I think ultimately to sum up what some of what we've talked about in this episode, that of course, like all of these topics that we ever talk about are going to come up again and again because... The more we grow yes. and the mo- more we learn, the more we're going to reflect back and say, oh, yeah, like this is coming up for me again. This is how this is showing up for me. But this is how I'm dealing with it differently this time, all that kind of stuff. But I think there are reasons why we self-sabotage. There are even more reasons than what we know that like actually come up to the surface. I think there are reasons why we feel like imposters because there is this this i think societal cultural maybe even a self expectation expectation from others that like in order to be blank you must be a perfect blank mm-hmm. fill in the blanks with whatever that is right like mm-hmm. whatever that is there's like this like unattainable perfection standard that's out there in the world which then makes people feel like imposters because we're all messy, imperfect humans that are somehow like we're all square pegs that someone's trying to put in a round hole. <laughs> doesn't work. <laughs> um, yet we're all still like sitting there with a hammer trying to like force ourselves into it, which then just causes like further tension. Right. And then to see other people's, messiness and struggle and journey and good parts too and seeing that those all of those things can like coexist together I think makes people feel less alone 
whether they yeah. whether that in turn makes them decide to be more vulnerable mm-hmm. or makes them want to share not everybody has to share that you know that it that really depends on how safe you feel in your own journey and if you have safe people to sh- that you feel like you can show up as your full self with um but i think that hearing other people talk about it will always make people feel left alone because if there's a moment where you're listening to something and you go really me too even if it's just to yourself well, yeah i think that's a like, really special moment to have for sure and i think that that's what we're trying to i don't know how to say that not give i don't want to say that we're trying to give i think we are trying to give those opportunities though I think we're just trying to open those opportunities up for other people. Yeah. Um, Yeah, to build that connection, to build that open, you know, talk Mm -hmm. for families to have that. Because I just, there was a long time where I just didn't want to say anything or talk about it. Right. And now I'm like, but, like, do you understand why this could be, you know? Or, like, you know, we'll talk about, like, well, maybe I I feel this way because, well, that makes me feel that way because of this. Right. And then we're like, oh, well, that's why I feel, like, I feel like that's how we talk. Yeah. Kind of thing. I feel like everyone should have those kind of talks. Everyone yeah. should have that, you know. That was kind of, I mean, I had a conversation with my therapist a couple of weeks ago where I was like, how nice would the world be if everyone talked with each other, like, they talk with their therapist. Like, the level of, like, vulnerability that's there and whatever. And, like, obviously, like, therapy totally has mm-hmm. a place and there's, like, <laughs> there are, are special things that need the help of therapy, whatever. But, like, the how beautiful would it be if we could be that vulnerable with each other and challenge each other in a loving, supportive way mm-hmm. where, like, people didn't feel attacked with criticism that they, like, take, you know, things with a grain of salt. Like, you can be blunt and it's okay <laughs> because yeah. it's meant in a loving way, that sort of thing. Like, I I, I think, I think a lot of times people are very afraid of going deep because of, like, what you said earlier. Like, it's scary and it... It, no one wants to feel uncomfortable. Well, I think it's the weakness thing too, like you said, like before. how it shows up as a, yeah. a as a weakness, and 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 I I just I really don't think it is. I I think I used to think that it was because I I saw that I saw that with people. I mean I I mean I saw that with my dad. Like my dad couldn't handle an ounce of criticism like he could not handle if he was ever wrong he could not handle the fact like you know in his mind he was always right he Mm -hmm. always did the right thing said the right thing whatever like I I mean I don't think I heard the man apologize ever maybe (laughs) really um I think there was one time that he apologized to me and it was because he got mad at me and he grabbed me by the jacket and he felt bad for doing that. So he apologized for that. But I think that's the only time I was like 12, 13, maybe. <laughs> I think that's the only time my dad ever 
like actually apologize to me for anything. And, um, you know, so I, I know that I've seen people not handle it (laughs) and I've seen people not accept it. And I also know how much better things could have been in general had we been able to like have real conversations where not only did people admit that they were wrong, but did people admit that they were struggling with something and like didn't have it all together and didn't know what to do sometimes. Well, I hope that that's what, you know, we, we are, you know, giving people the opportunity to like open up and have those conversations with other people. Yeah. Um, You know, let people know if, you know, you are struggling or, you know, however you're feeling, if you want to share that with them. I hope that that's something that we are at least, you know, giving that little bit of light. Empowering people to maybe try to do that. Because, like, as I think as disorganized as it feels sometimes to try and figure out how to balance everything, try and figure out how to feel everything, try and figure all of the things out in life, there's, like, something very, there's something very special about being able to be all of the things. Mm -hmm. And good or bad, positive or negative, stressful, not stressful, happy, sad, angry, all of the things, right? Like, there's something really special about being able to be all of the things in your life, not just with other people, but with yourself. (laughs) I agree. And so if there's even a moment where you're like, hey, yeah, that makes sense to me. That's something. And then get curious about that. And then see how how that works for you, really. That would be my, my encouragement to people. I think we all struggle with self-sabotage. I think there's a certain element of imposter syndrome that hits everybody at some point or another, um, which I think is healthy in a certain way mm-hmm. because I think you, if you're questioning yourself, that means that there's still you're still allowing yourself to have room to grow and that you maybe don't have it all figured out all the time, you know, mm-hmm. which I think is good because I think when you get to the point where you're like, I know it all, and I need not know any more. Yeah. That's kind of problematic. And everybody's so. <laughs> different and going through the different right. situations in life. That's what, like, you have to open up and be open to other people. And everybody has different strengths of what they're mm-hmm. what they're good at, what comes naturally to them. I like to joke with my therapist and say that I've basically been a therapist since I was, like, six. So I've been doing this a long time. <laughs> Yeah, I think that that's, you know. Six. Well trained. (laughs) But thank you guys for tuning in to episode six. We really appreciate you being here. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Comforting the Chaos and to join our Facebook group at Comforting the Chaos as well. Thank you. 
And hopefully we'll hear or you hear from us again. I'm just kidding. Can you maybe not? <laughs> no, thank you for listening to us. We appreciate all the support. Absolutely. We're very thankful for each and every listener. And we hope very much that this helps in some kind of way. <laughs> yes. Until next time.